Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And back again, the general, the great man, Papa Deegan. Brian Deegan is back in an impromptu studio. Uh, shout out to my boy, Jack, at What's Pickle. Uh, if you've seen BAM TV, you've seen his work, he come through with the goods uh, to help us get these uh, podcasts done with Danger Boy uh, and Brian. So massive, massive thanks. And also to Gavin, which is part of uh, the, uh, the Deegan family media machine. Um, really stoked to get this one done uh, with Brian. Pretty cool to, um, yeah, just, I guess, really hear it from the horse's mouth. I mean, I didn't know, um, b- besides what people think, I actually didn't know um, that Hayden was going to star. Um, I guess you could kind of assume it with, you know, a little bit of quick math, but um, regardless, I didn't know. I waited for the announcement like everybody else, um, and then, yeah, Brian was uh, keen to come on and I guess just explain the deal. There's so much talk that goes um, that goes on around uh, deals like this. So um, I think Brian just wanted to kind of really tell the whole story um, and uh, yeah, just put, put it all to bed. So really, really cool to get to talk to Brian um, about a pretty special stage in their life. Um, so yeah, grateful we got to do this one. Thanks to everybody that helped make it happen. Um, I really enjoyed it. And here's to uh, here's to a couple really crazy years uh, of watching Danger Boy on a factory star racing Yamaha. But before we get into this episode, just a message from our awesome sponsors. Brace yourselves because winter is coming. And what the writers of Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. The poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor and hair trimmer. Uh, not sure what you want as a gift for the holidays? Well, Manscaped is the ultimate gift and they're here to change men's grooming and you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code GYPSYGANG at manscaped.com. Look, I've been there. We've all been there. If you've got a set, uh, at some point you've made them bleed. But that time is over. Uh, it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is 
by far and away the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, Boxes, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. And if you want to smell good everywhere, the Refined Cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman much like yourself. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods uh, and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Once again, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GYPSYGANG at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls, so you might as well make them beautiful. We're brought to you by the guys at mxstore.com.au, Australia's largest dirt bike parts and accessories website. Massive supporters of this podcast for a long time and massive supporters of just motocross uh, and off-road riding in general in Australia. Uh, Once again, if you're listening to this episode, uh, the day it comes out, we will actually be at the Gold Coast Cup. Um, Another example of the uh, MX Store crew getting behind the Gratz roots level of racing uh i will be leaving the studio right now to go to mx store to do the click and collect uh if you live in southeast queensland you can do the click and collect option at their burley superstore uh if not don't despair uh if you order before 2 p.m on the weekday you get same day shipping so once again mxstore.com.au and hopefully we see everybody uh, at the gold coast cup this weekend we are also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. The guys and girls, actually, they've got a full posse making sure that the best gloves in the world get shipped direct to your door, no matter where you are in the world. Uh, the guys there do an amazing job, and Chapter 16 is as good as Fist has ever been. You can head to fisthandwear.com, uh, use the code Gypsy Gang. That is going to get you 15% off. That code works no matter where you are in the world. Uh I personally run the Breezer Gloves. They are my favorite for Chapter 16. Um, They've just launched the Breezers that I've been running for a little while. So they are my favorite gloves. If you want to get onto fisthandwear.com, have a search for the Breezers and maybe you'll uh, feel inclined to pick them up. Uh, Some are here in Australia, so the Breezers are going to come in handy. If you're listening to this in America, uh, they also do uh, their cold weather glove as well, which is awesome. I wear that when I'm on the road bike in the morning. So once again, fisthandwear.com. Dot com code gypsy gang is going to get you 15% off. You are going to get 15% off as well when you use the code gypsy gang at rivalinkdesigncode.com. These guys are the best in the business. No matter where in the world you are listening to this podcast, go to rivalinkdesigncode.com, get online and check out these guys. They do some of the best work I think uh, in the industry um, they're definitely innovators when it comes to the graphic space it's why we love working with them uh, also been known to knock down uh, a beer or two uh, and they will be at the track uh, ripping as well so the crew at Rival really do live what they sell um, and it comes through in their products so once again rivalinkdesignco.com use code gypsygang it's going to get you 15% off and make sure you sign up for their crf 110 giveaway when they hit 100k they're getting so close you can also sign up for that on the website as well 
All right. Thanks so much, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, as always, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. we got two of those bad boys. One for the full podcast, one for the clips. There'll be a bunch of stuff here. Um, uh, there'll be a bunch of stuff on there from this podcast. So thank you, guys. Enjoy. I'm at a gypsy. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? <laughs> back at it, bro. <laughs> I know, right? It's been, uh, I don't know. When's the last time we talked? Um, I think we probably did this in like May. May? Yeah. It's going huh? quick, man. You I know, know right? You know what's crazy? <laughs> Dude, Hayden's grown up a lot. Just like maturity, like just having a having a conversation with him from May to now. Really? I think so. Is insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, you could really tell like a difference. Yeah, he's uh I mean, since May I bet he's gained probably uh, he went from probably one twenty to one almost one forty and gained I grew probably two or three inches. He kinda hit a growth spurt. And I think a lot's happened the last uh, you know, few months that almost made him kind of grow up have to you know realize yeah, that yeah. this is coming a job you know yeah man you can uh yeah you could just fully tell like conversation was <laughs> like i could have kept talking to him for ages you know like it, it's uh it's, it's like talking to a young man now yeah for sure and uh, i think everyone's kind of seen that in the last uh you know three or four months he's de- definitely been a big uh change for sure yeah um, so talk to me, Star Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last time we talked, uh, we were deep into racing super mini and, and, uh, deep into the KTM deal. And, you know, it, it's honestly was one of the most stressful, tough years, I think for us, you know, as far as motocross goes and with, with our family, like. It, I just, I, I really like staying, I like being loyal and I like to, to give everyone as much, you know, as much opportunity chances as we can with sponsors and partners. And, and, uh, you know, it just comes down to like, you know, KTM had been so good to us for so many years. And, and, uh, I feel like, you know, this is why I touched on that conversation last time we talked is. You know, we invest a lot into our social, a lot into our YouTube, a lot into uh, trying to make the most for our sponsors and pay them back for what they give us. And, you know, and, and it's not just time, right? We have multiple employees, we have payrolls and, you know, salaries and travel expenses. And, you know, and, and it's just a lot, a lot goes into putting out the content and, and, and the support we, we give to our partners. and. There's a lot, a lot goes into it. And that's why I think, you know, I felt it was important to touch on that last time we talked that, you know, coming up to this moment of a decision when, when a young rider goes pro or decides to sign his pro contract that, uh, you know, oh, there's been so much put into this rider and, and uh, you know, we're finally going to get our, yeah. big pay, get our big payoff. And, and I feel like, you know, we, we, like that's why I touched on that. I feel like we were doing our payoff every year with with our social, yeah. and and I feel like a lot of kids, a lot of kids bought dirt bikes, you know, bought KTM's because of Hayden, and and I and I feel like we 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 did our kind of did our job. We we 
paid our dues for what we were given. And, and I, you know, that's why at the end of the end of the road, end of the day, I felt like when we made our decisions, I had to look at it like, you know what? I feel like we're leaving here pretty even. I feel like, you know, they gave, yeah. you know, everyone gave us bikes, parts and contingency and support. And I feel like we in return put, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars into our social and our media and uh, put them front and center. And I, and I, and I, can't say enough about, you know, I can't say, I couldn't say one bad thing about KTM. I couldn't say one bad thing about that whole program. It's been awesome. It was, it was perfect for, for the amateur racing and, and what we needed. And, and, uh, you know, going yeah. into the pro ranks, it's just a very, very, very tough decision that had to happen. And, and, uh, you guys kind of see how it played out and there's so much behind the scenes, man. There was a lot of sleepless nights that I was just like, Talking to Hayden, talking to, to to Marisa, and just going, man, what do we do? Like I, I was like, one day it was KTM, and one day it's Yamaha, and, and then you know you got kind of the other colors got thrown into the mix too, and we're like, oh man, this is getting very tough. And um, so anyway, that was a very very stressful uh, year for me for for the whole family. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. So to put it into context. Right, so I always talk about the 350 KTM 350. That's the best bike if you're an average rider. That's the bike you should be on. I've been on that for a while, right? So I we're doing some same deal, you know, like we're talking to sponsors and shit like that. I went through. So after a while, I started getting all these messages of people being like, "Dude, I just got a KTM 350, best bike. I just got a Husky 350." And then after a while, I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna start screenshotting this shit of like all the people that say." So I went through my, my screenshots the other day and I, I got 22 dudes that have wrote to me like with a picture of their new dirt bike. So oh, like geez. the concrete, yeah. I, bought a, I bought a 350. So like that's about 200 and something thousand dollars <laughs> of KTM sales, right? Yep. So think about in eight years. And so your comments were off on your YouTube channel the first time we did the podcast, right? Yeah. So I feel like we had this influx of comments on <laughs> our posts of people that wanted to comment on your shit yeah. that didn't have the chance to. Mm -hmm. Dude, if someone goes through those comments and sees how many people said, I bought KTMs because of the Deegans and like even we posted that clip uh, yesterday or Monday when you guys announced and uh, I again dude like I took some screenshots I'll text them to you but there is just so many people that said they've bought Kate so if I'm if I've got 22 <laughs> imagine yeah. what the Deegans have got so yeah. I would say that uh, you guys are about as, as as even Stevens as it gets and it's just like okay that I, I just I don't think, I know that's a conversation that mm -hmm. uh, you want out there, but it's like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, it's not even a conversation. Like this yeah. was such a, this was such a two-way relationship for such a long time. Like, I just don't think that anybody could question uh, that side of things through you guys. That's good. You know, cause I, you know, let's be honest. Everyone can say, oh, I don't, I don't care what people say in my comments. I mean, everyone that has social, they read their comments, right? And, and so... You know, we see it. We see everything from the good to the bad to, to like, oh, they just went for the money or they just, you know, uh, it, it was like, oh, this was always planned or, or I'm like, nah, dude, really, like, we're pretty much an open book. Like, we went down to the final day. I think it was like September, the last week in September that we were like, what do we do? 
and, and uh and then finally it came down to that last few days and the contract was going to end with ktm and we're like we have to make a decision and, and and uh hayden tried the bikes and we went to the all the facilities and I just think my style, you know, how, how we, how we are, you know, came, you know, I came from nothing, came from, you know, we, we, we roughed it, you know, through my career and, and, uh, and, and let's just say the Deegan's are a little rough around the edges. We know that. And that's always been our style. Like we've been always just like, we go for it. We, we say what we want to say. And, and, uh, if, if we don't have to wear a college shirt to work even better, right. That's always been our style. Right. So I feel like, I feel like uh, after going to all the facilities and seeing all the things, and, and I just sat back and said, Hayden, what do you want to do? And he really liked that the Yamaha. He really liked the way the bike's power was. Uh, it's fit his style. You know, he likes the torque, likes the bottom end. That's the way he rides. And, and the facility and the people and everyone around was just like, dude, this is our style. Like, it just is. And, and you know, you'd like to say, oh, was it a monster thing? Because I see that too. Oh, it was monster. Dude, of course, monster. Like they've been like family. Like they're a big part of what we do. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, right? Like these are obvious things, right? Yeah. And and yeah. Um, and, and so, but it came down to Hayden. It's your decision, your decision, man. Like you're gonna have to ride this bike. You're gonna have to work with this team. And, and these are the guys you're gonna surround yourself with. And and the more we got around it, we're like, this is our style, man. Like this is these guys want to win. They're not so worried about, I'll be honest, my vibe is they're not so worried about like, oh, how clean is the, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the race shop or, or the button-up shirt or this, is that. It's like, we want a fast bike. We want to win the race. I go, cool, because that's what we want to yeah. do. You know, like, that's just yeah. the vibe. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And that's the way it kind of monster is. Or, you know, like they're edgy and, you know, they've always been a little rough and around the edges. I'm like, cool, that's our vibe. So I feel like we have everything kind of fit together um, I, I hate it's definitely way more, um, professional clean cut and more folks than I was as a racer for sure. So I think it, the, it, him getting around all these champions fits that, that mold, you know, he's getting a ride with the best of the best. And, you know, every day we're involved in this deal. We jumped right into it, went down to the goat farm and, and Hayden jumped right into this crazy training program and, and uh, started going. He's like, I'm in. And, and they said, okay, let's, let's let him in and see how he does. And they're like, wow, man, his foundation's solid. And as a dad, I was like, wow, that felt really good to hear that because we put a lot of work into this and a lot of hours, a lot of money, a lot of time, and, and uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of driving, a lot of all-nighters and, you know, just making it to the races and, and trying to fit in Haley's stuff and Hudson's stuff and, you know, and family and everything else and along with trying to build Hayden, this champion racer. And man, there's a lot goes into it. You know, I think people that do it understand it. But, uh, man, it's been a yeah. grind, dude. It's like, it's been a grind. And just to get to this final point of like, this is just the beginning though. And, and it just is, but this decision yeah. was so, so big and so important. And I was like, man, I just took a lot of weight off my shoulders. And every day we're here, every day we're on the team, I feel better about it. I feel, okay, we made yeah. the right decision. Every day these, you know, he's got a crew of guys around him, you know, like watching his suspension, watching his motor watching his technique and i'm like i was kind of that guy being there and then i was like okay i'll back up man this is cool like i'm i'm glad yeah. you know like this is exactly what i what we wanted and and so um you know what does the future hold i don't know like <laughs> you know like at the end of the day it's up to hayden it's you know he's got the desire the team's there they're winners they all you know i think he's on 
in a great position, man. I think he's just in a good position. And, and before I go off that thought is, how did he get here? In this position, and I see it too, oh, the dad, the parents, oh, money. It's not, it wasn't that, man. Like, at the end of the day, all the contracts were close. They're all close. Like, when you sign a lights rider, no, not one guy is going to get the James Stewart freaking millions of dollars no. contract. Just that doesn't exist anymore, man. And uh, so they're all close. And you just kind of have to come down to, like, who do you want to be married to? Who do you want to be, you know, in a relationship with for the next so many years? And that's what's important. And, and I felt like, uh, you know, I felt like it was time for the right thing for Hayden was to be with this team. And the reason he got here was this foundation of people. There was hundreds and hundreds of people that helped Hayden get here. From, from you know, motor yeah. guys to, to, to family to, you know, sponsors, you know, uh, to, to, to everyone that bent over backwards, to promoters, to, to everyone that helped him to get to this point. I mean, there is so many people involved in this. I can't even start like banking each person. There's so many people and it's cool. It's cool to say, okay, here he is. And, and, the, and the team go, wow, man, good job. And, and so uh, I feel like we're at a good spot, man. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I, I was when uh, Hayden was just on then I said to him, you know, he obviously would know like the narrative that like the negative narrative is oh fucking danger boys just Brian Deegan's son rich kids had everything handed to him his whole life and I sort of I said to Hayden just then it's like what you did like you just picked the best bike and you picked the program that was right for you but what you showed and I think I may have even said this to you yesterday when we spoke but he he showed that he didn't want it easy like to jump in to, to move to Florida and to jump in and be the little fish in the big pond and be the little kid with all these grown-ass men around and to go to Florida where it's hot as fuck all year round and it's going to rain most of the days that he... Like, he chose the hard option. Like, star racing Yamaha, that's the hard team to ride for, bro. Yeah. Like, do you know, what's, you know what's easy? Staying in California where there's tons of cute girls rolling around. He's the man at every track he goes to. Like, you get to stay in the comfort zone. You get to stay with mom. Like, he... He chose, like, the little rich kid that's been given everything his whole life. Guess what? He just chose the hardest option. And I think yeah. that that says a lot about his character. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because, I, you know, I, I, that's been a thought on my mind for sure. And, and I'm like, and, and knowing that too, that Hayden's 15, right? He, he's, in my eyes, still a kid becoming a young man, right? And, and, um, and I'm like, so we still, you know, have to be involved, we're parents, and we still have to guide and make sure things are in the, going the right way for sure. And, and uh, man, California, yeah, we could have easily stayed right there and said, you know what, KTM's right down the street, test tracks are there. We have everything we need, right? Yeah. I mean, we're good. Like, we, we could run that program. But I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, let's be honest, KTM's 450 program, badass, right? These guys, like, no joke. It's, that, is, that is one of the best uh, teams, 100%. And then I'd say, okay, lights programs, okay? For a young rider that's 15 years old that needs to get developed, he's not there yet. He's got a lot of work to do, okay? He's got at least another year or two. Who knows 
how many years until you'll be ready to be professional? Because when he turns pro, there's no turning back, dude. It's and, and you're on the best team that wins championships. Okay, you're not going to go out and run tenth, right? It's not. not people aren't going to be yep. okay with that. It's not okay. Like let's just go out and race Supercross and learn as we go. It's just not an option. So my, you know, my point is, we really thought about what's the best spot for Hayden to to develop as a 15 year old racer. And that was one of the key decisions and key points in this whole decision was uh, where's the best place for him. And, and, uh, and that's where we ended up because Star has built a lot of young riders and they built a lot of riders that weren't just phenoms, right? They built riders that kind of came mm. out of the woodwork, right? And they, they formed them and molded them. And next thing you know, these dudes are winning championships. And, and so I'm like, wow, that to me, I, I see all that. I study that. And, um, you know, KTM, yeah. He would have been there. He would have been a factory, you know, lights guy there. And then, I mean, one of two guys uh, that I know of at this point. And I mean, there've been a ton of focus on him. I mean, there would have been a lot of guys I focus on him. And and um, and, and instead, he's like, okay, I'm going to jump into a team where I'm going to be the lowest man on the totem pole. And and all these dudes are champions ahead of me. And man, this is not the easy like people may think that was the easy choice i don't think it was like at the end of the day he yeah, picked nah, he nah, picked a gnarly choice and yeah. and a move to and yeah. he's not this isn't like oh the goat farm this is like middle of the woods in georgia okay it's not like we're at some like you know disneyland it's like you know what i'm saying it's not like you know southern california <laughs> where there's like 10 tracks yeah. right here and everyone's pulling up in their factory rigs and you're riding with all every you you know all the top dudes are all come from all directions and and there's a, you know photographers everywhere video guys everywhere and it's a, you know California is the scene right for moto I get it I got it dude it's badass but at the point of where he needs to be he doesn't need the glitz and glam right now he just doesn't he needs to put his head down and train and work and basically come out in a year or two from now as you know a, a change rider a developed rider a, a matured rider that hopefully can get the job done dude and, and uh hopefully this is a place with less distractions and um man it, it, i'm i'm proud of his decision you know because if he would have said hey i want to go this way or that way we would have been like okay man let's figure it out let's we'll make this work and, and uh that's that's kind of what happened dude and it you know if you look and say oh, i was about the money about this it just wasn't dude like we're not sitting in a situation where we have to do that like oh we needed a sign for that like that wasn't the situation man it just wasn't yeah yeah no i i think it's cool like as a as a as a kid he chose the hard road and you know like you historically like you go back and you look at uh well ricky he lived in that fucking house that's there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the hard road. Yeah. The hard road's the road you want to be on. Yeah. And uh, you look at it, and I look at it too. I'm like, how many, you know, where do these champions come from? Where do they come from around the world? And, man, a lot of good guys have come from Europe, you know, and a lot of, you know, let's see who's, you know, Ferrandis. And you look at some of these, the guys yeah. that are on top right now, you're like, okay, it's been a while since this SoCal guy has, has rised up, right? And I think to do that, he needs to get around those guys that have that are champions and, and winning and and I feel like that's what was so critical about being here and talking to Ricky. You know, Ricky showed up to the track and and you know he's, and he's like, man, I go, where did what did you do? Where did you train? He's like, right here. I go, you didn't go anywhere else. He's like, no, 
right here. This is it. And he's like, this is where I train. This is where I did my motos. I go, who'd you ride with? He's like, the clock, man. I raced the clock. And like, it was some OG. I was like, this guy's like, this is OG right here because he wasn't like, oh, I was at Paris and Glen Helen and riding with all the bros and like all the guys were there and we were just doing motos. Like, no. He was like, I was here doing work and uh, living in that house, right? I don't even know. Like, it's like this tiny little cabin. And, uh, yeah. and it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty old and it's, I mean, you gotta be pretty gritty to stay there, uh, dude. And, and, uh, and it sounds like that was his spot, man. And, and, and it paid off, you know, yeah. T- 10 years of grit. Now he's living, does whatever he wants to do. And he's, you know, one of the most respected dudes in the sport, if not the world. And, uh, because he put in the time, put in the work, you know, and, and I, I, I can respect that. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to get this wrong, and I'll ask him. But uh, I'm pretty sure. But like before he went 24 and 0, uh, we were there doing a Suzuki thing years ago, and uh, we we're talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, I lived in this this house for for years." And I was like, "And I thought like ah, oh, one to five days, you know." <laughs> but I'm pretty sure when he went 24 and 0, he was living in that um, that uh, wooden house there. And I'm pretty sure I remember him telling me that when he did his knee, he just sat on a stationary bike on that porch and was just like, just constantly on the stationary bike yeah. trying to get his, his knee better. And then he went out um, and, and did that 24 and 0. And Townley was, Townley moved over there with him. Um, and like, man, the stories that Townley's got of being at that farm and like Jeannie yelling at him, he was like, dude, it was fucking hardcore. He's like, I, he, he was the man in Europe. Like he was winning world titles in Europe and like fucking giving it to Stefan Everts. And then he goes, man, I got to that place. And he goes, that's where like real shit went down. Yeah. And I can see it because you're really secluded. There's not, there's nothing around and you know, you're basically, a, you got a couple badass supercross tracks. You got an outdoor track and the dirt's different there. Like I, it's very hard to explain, but yeah. the dirt's really good. And it's like this red clay with sand in it. And, uh, and I think that has a lot to do with, with the probably secret to success because it can rain there and within hours it, it gets to a really good condition and it forms really good ruts but when it dries it gets like cali hard and, and so you get all these different conditions out of this area and, and so i can kind of see you know where he had some something special there and it's cool that that star took that on and figured that out and said okay let's carry on this yeah. tradition and i think ricky was stoked that that place got to go to a good home and, and uh, you know, it's going to live on, right? And, and and then I was excited, you know, to see uh, Jeannie and Big Rick. And, and they come out and they just love moto. And they, and that's where, that's where yeah. I am. And I just love the sport, dude. And I have and hopefully will just be involved for many years in the sport. I like it, man. I could have gone to car racing, could have gone to this, could have gone to that. And and I just always end up back at dirt bikes. And I, and I think that's what I see with the Carmichaels, man. They're just lifers and... And uh, they, they gave a lot to the sport. They gave the best rider probably the sport will ever see. And, and, uh, and they're still involved, man. Uh, Jeannie's out there helping Hayden and, and, and Romano and with Nick. And I'm like, that's cool, man. You know, they don't have to do that. But I'm like, that's just cool. Like, I can respect that. Oh, man. And, like, and you drive down the driveway 
And then once you get in past that gate, it's pine trees 360. So you yeah. literally are just in a box. You can't see <laughs> outside. There's no there's no outside world when you're you're at the goat farm. There just is the goat farm and then pine trees. And you're just locked in and that's you just go there, there's one thing to do there, and it's get good at murder. Yep, and that's it. And 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 I and I give you know I give Star credit that they said you know we're gonna buy this facility we're gonna build a massive shop there they they have a shop they built and and, and uh, the bikes are just getting moved in and they have the engine room suspension room this is uh, all in house and uh, the track right there and I'm like man this is this is awesome like Hayden's gonna ride and if there's a, something a little off of the bike. The tuners right there will say, okay, let's change the suspension. Boom, let's try this, let's try that. I mean, how could you get any better than that? Like, how could you develop any faster than that? And you have the coaches right there, uh, you know, and they're going to, you know, have a gym. And I mean, dude, it is like the ultimate setup if you want to be the best. It, you know, you don't have to, like, oh, I'll meet you at the track tomorrow to test or next Thursday we got a date. We're going to do some suspension, yeah. we're going to do some motors. Uh, this, is, this is what we got. You're like, no, dude. Oh, we needed this. Oh, we're, we're going to build that and we'll have it ready for you this afternoon. It's like, okay, like, here we go. Like, I, I always felt like I was the ultimate mini dad, like the ultimate, like, super serious, yeah. like, like, we'll do whatever it takes to win. Like, we'll drive all night. We'll, whatever parts we need to get, we're getting it. The fastest bike, let's get on the dyno. You know, like, and, and I feel like, they're the same or are another level of that mentality. I'm like, good, let's partner with that, right? It's so always felt like I was the guy pushing everything. And now I feel like, oh, okay, these dudes are on another level and they're gonna take it so, so far. And I think that's what Hayden's vibe is too. Like he's, he's used to like, okay, always wanting to get, always wanting to get better, always going, okay, let's, let's get the bike. You know, let's, let's work on the bike. Let's develop. Let's get it exactly how how he wants it. And I think he he's always kind of been in that realm. And, and uh, right now, that there it, that's like the perfect atmosphere right now for for the vibe that we've we've always wanted. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you see as your role now? Like, are you are you gonna try and back it down a bit? Are you gonna try and like? Because I mean. The, for the jury's out for me as far as i'm concerned like since since we've first started talking and been in contact since the podcast like i have no doubt your uh the nature in which you approach this whole deal like this isn't about you there's no like i don't think your ego is attached to this program at all like i really do believe that you are just trying to do the best thing for your kid uh so now that there's a factory team the best factory team like, what's your role? Like, what do you see as your role for doing the best for your kid now? Yeah, like, you know, it's a good question. At the end of the day, we sat there and thought, and I'm like, man, well, I'm right here making, trying to help my son make a decision for his career, his future. And, and I mean, it's such an important decision. And that was, that's very, very stressful and hard on, on a parent. And I'm like, man, I just want to make the right decision or influence the right decision. And, um, and then you're like, okay, I'm here. And I always tell teams, I always tell people, trainers, coaches, that I'm here because I feel like I can offer a good service to my son or my daughter or my, you know, uh, in the racing, whether it's coaching, whether it's training, whether it's nutrition or, or bike setup. And I'm like, if you can replace me or equally 
equally replace me or even better cool great you know i want to be a dad like trust me like like i want to spend some time you know with the family and and do you know like normal things once yeah. in a while and and um and i think hopefully that my role can you know always be dad right that's just the way it is when you have kids but um i always you know i feel like my role is still gonna always be there you know if my kids need them and i just feel like you know as hayden matures and and, and gets older that you know we'll let you know let them crawl let them run let them you know let them walk let them run and and like okay like i feel like the team has a good good grasp on everything that i did right everything that i mm. i did for hayden and um so i think my role is just really just gonna be dad right you know and and i'm you know still yeah. gonna be there like we're not you know we're he's still young so we're not like gonna live at the farm right it's like you know we still yeah, have yeah. family he still's got to kind of he's still got to you know be a young adult and and do school and and uh there's still other things to do. It's not like, a, okay, from eight to eight, we're riding a dirt bike at the farm, right? It's, uh, which, you know, we'll, we'll do, if that's what it takes, we're gonna <laughs> do what it takes, but there is other things, yeah. right? We, there is other things that we have to focus on also, which is like education and, and uh, you know, just growing up outside of the world of motocross too, right? There's, a, there's you gotta, you gotta yeah. become a, a normal like citizen, and, you know, also, and, and, and uh, that that's important to us. And I think that's going to be mainly our role, right? Is, is staying grounded yeah. and, and trying to be family. And, and that's, that's our role, you know? And I think, you know, I'm still going to be going to the track with them still, uh, you know, when we go to North Carolina or go, you know, say we're out in California, I, still, I love riding, man. I love riding with my kids. That's it. Like I, yeah. if I can ride a dirt bike with my son, dude, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm happy. So, you know, and, but I feel like, I, and I am, like I said, it's, it, dad encompasses this big thing, but you know, I'm, I'm slowly going cool. These dudes got it, man. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my vibe, but you know, we just started, so I'm still, still kind of, you know, yeah. <laughs> still figuring around. Yeah. Figuring it out. Um, when, when I did the podcast with Langston, um, he was saying that one of the benefits, um, cause his dad was like super, super involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was talking about the role that his dad played and he said that the probably the best thing that he found was that uh his dad could sometimes just like be the bad guy so that he didn't have to be mm -hmm. when like some shit was going wrong with the team or the bike and things weren't really working out it was like he got to be sheltered a little bit from some of the harder conversations because he did have his dad around and his dad was so competent in knowing the program and it was the same sort of thing you know like his dad was there from from day one so i mean i, I think that's probably uh that's probably like the move you know like to insert yourself when it's like when you really have to be mm -hmm. the bad guy so that nothing has to get awkward for for hayden he can stay a little bit protected yeah. um but i mean there's some guys in the pro ranks now that you hear that their dad's like a real problem still. Yep. So it's like it can kind of, there's a balancing act to, to be found. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the fact that you've been so involved, you know the ins and outs, you know the industry, you know so much, like you kind of can be that little buffer zone mm -hmm. um, to, yeah, just take the edge off any of the awkward, 
gnarly <laughs> shit that Hayden's got to, co- you know, because it's all great now, yeah. obviously, but it's like in any relate, like you said, you're in a marriage and yeah. a marriage ain't always going to run smooth. Yeah. So if you can be like the marriage counselor at times, <laughs> like that's probably the move. <laughs> that's yeah. probably the move, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like, and, and we've had the same managers for many years, you know, at Connections, uh, Bob and Ryan, these guys have been around Moto forever and they've been great. They had a huge part in this deal and um so we have great people around us we have we've surrounded ourselves with really good people you know my kids have great yeah. relationships with them uh when there's time to be the bad guy like i usually like let the managers be the bad guys if this oh, stuff needs sick. to be done right yeah. but if dad has to be dad yeah. and come in and, and do be the guy like and you know set, try to hold the ground or you know set things straight in a certain way yeah for sure that i mean i'm okay with that you know but you know, like I said, we've always tried to surround ourselves with a good team of guys to have all these different layers. And um, where Hayden yeah. can just be the kid who, or the, the young adult yeah. is focusing on racing and getting better. And, and so, uh, but yeah, I, I agree on that. And yeah, I think I've been racing my whole life, built multiple teams yeah. that have run on, you know, seven figure budgets, right? And so uh, I've been around racing, you know, a long time. And I feel like, yeah. A good compliment I got from the team, you know, me and Bobby, a lot of people don't understand. Me and Bobby go back many, many years. If you look back at... Oh, Co- yeah. You, you, you sponsored the team. Yeah. Like, if you look back at Cooper Webb's and Martin's bikes when they were, before they won championships, and you'd see the Deegan 38 logo on their bikes, you saw, you know, even back in the day when they wore militia gear, right? So, like, that all came yeah. from, from, you know, myself, our group, and... And I, we've been involved in a long time. So I kind of felt like almost it was kind of cool coming back together. And hopefully, yeah. we, hopefully we bring strength to the team. And I know the team's already badass. They're already the best, you know. But, you know, if I can come to a program or we can come to a program and offer something to make it, you know, even better than it is, yeah. great, good. Like, you know, if we can offer assistance, like we know we have a lot of contacts, you know. And, you know, we, we, we yeah. definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we definitely have the uh the ability to you know to strengthen a team you know as far as partners go and and uh i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out but you know the team's awesome like i don't there's nothing we need to do or change about the team i just like to feel like i'm not a guy taken away from it you know that's what i don't oh man you know, I don't and want to be rising that tide floats all boats. There you go. Yeah. The rising I, tide floats all boats, man. Yeah. And I like how you say that. Cause I haven't really heard that before until you said that. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, man. And, and, and a lot of people have to understand, like our family came from, came from racing, came from moto, came up and then, you know, was able to get into car racing and I was able to get my daughter into NASCAR and she was able to get a ride with Ford motors. And, and, um, one of the best rides you can get as a young adult and, and then I put a lot of focus on Haley when she was about 17, 18, because it was important for me to make sure she got to a good team. And then I said, okay, boom, here we go, Hayden. And then a lot of focus, a lot of focus. A lot of people are like, why is he still riding a super mini? Why? I go, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Like, yeah. we, we have a plan. Like, we, we, I think we know what we're doing. Like, so let's see what this works. And, and I know all I did was stick to what the best have done and, and go, okay, go out and dominate your class and then go, okay, we're ready to look at some contracts and, and make a decision. And that's how it played out. And I feel like so far it's been really good. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people would have thought, so we posted that clip, like we had the little bit that we deleted out of the original podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
which I think was I think it was cool actually. Yeah. I think the way that that all went down because well, it was super respectful to to KTM, but a lot of people when we posted that they were like, oh, I knew it. I knew they were going to star. You didn't know you were going to star then. Like this wasn't a done deal, and I think a lot of people think that we put that clip out because we knew like dude i didn't know when you text me and you said like oh we got an announcement monday i genuinely (laughs) didn't know and i I didn't even want to ask i was like oh whatever i'll find out with with the rest of everyone i fucking hate all that shit when people try and blow people's deals out early yeah but um it was just like i i didn't even know so it's like yeah i made those comments that like well if you want to win you probably go to star but like i didn't know you didn't know this yeah. wasn't a deal that was has been done forever that you guys have been sitting on no and that's funny you say that because the, the original podcast we did we talked about well what do we do and we, we, we talked through it and you said okay yamaha's got the best light spike right now and the team's winning well you go that's where you go and i said well there you have it, right? And, and I was like, oh, I can't say <laughs> yeah. that. You know, because we're not, we're not in that situation. That sounds odd. And, you know, we really are with KTM. We want to make that work. And I saw you're, and a lot of media guys are like, yeah, yeah, and they'll just keep running. They'll, they'll use that as clickbait. And, and you're cool enough to delete it. And, and so, you know what? Let's take that out for now. That's not going to help the situation. It doesn't help Hayden where he's at in his career. Uh, that was cool, you know, and I said, well, save that for, you know, like save it for if it ever gets brought up again. And, and I was like, I kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah, that, that's pretty funny that we can actually play that now. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we, at the end of the day, you can ask Hayden. He he went and rode the factory bike. We went down to Alden's and, and Alden's is awesome, man. Killer facility. It's like it's, I mean, these guys, you know, they produce some of the best champions and it's it's it is awesome you know but we went down there and checked it out and, and then hayden rode the factory bike and now you know and, and i even like called ktm i'm like let's get hayden on the bike again and i was really pushing you know going let's ride the bike i want to yeah. make sure i want to make yeah. sure that like we're making the right decision and, and um try to give every opportunity possible to to make it work to be honest like we really we really did and out of respect for them and respect for the all the time that we spent together i was like let's really really try and that was something they said they're like man this this really got drug out long this whole ending this negotiation i said yeah because we were really trying to make it work we we're trying to figure it out mm. you know and and uh and i go otherwise we would have just said hey cool boom thanks later like and that's not how it was yeah you know? so uh you know just you know that's just uh, at the end of the day you know it we got down to the last minutes on the clock <laughs> really that's kind of the way it played out yeah yeah, and what's your what's your sense now with KTM? Like, it, are you in your mind? You, did you like? Do you feel like every? It's not going to be cool because <laughs> there's going to be people that are bummed. Like, it just yeah. it, you, you know you can't even sit here and say like, mm-hmm. oh no, everything's fine. They're so happy we're on Yamaha. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> not the reality of it. But there's a certain way that you can go about shit that leaves the right taste in people's mouth mm-hmm. um, at the end of it all. So like, yeah. do you think that there is that, like there is a good taste in everybody's mouth uh, as much as there kind of can be in this, this circumstance? Well, I, yeah, that's good. You asked that. I think like Nathan Ramsey was probably made it the hardest for us because he was, we we're close to him. Right. You know, I grew up racing. He's with him. the best guy, dude. And he's, he's just a nice so dude. underrated in this industry. Yeah. He is so underrated, man. I need to get Nate Dog on the yeah. podcast. People don't understand how good of a human that guy is. Yeah, and I think you know Nathan would be a great 
pro team manager you know i feel like he's just that guy like he's been there he's a factory racer champion like he he you know we we had a lot of respect for him and, and we you know obviously still do and we're just like we listened to him hayden listened to him and, and he was our he was our go-to guy you know at ktm he really was yeah. and, and i feel like the hardest part was telling him that we were going to go a different direction that was the hardest like yeah. conversation like i was like you know what hayden Let's, we got to call and talk to Nathan right now and just talk to him. And, and we did. Like Hayden and I called him and said, hey, dude, we just want to say you've been awesome. And, and I'm just apologize. I'm sorry. Like this is going a different direction. But as of right now, we have to go with way we believe Hayden's going to have his best chance at his age to develop. And, and, um, and he yeah. was Nathan was cool. I mean, obviously he wasn't stoked. He was like, yeah, he's like, all right. He's like, you know, I got to respect. I got to respect your guys decision. And, and and so yeah. and then you know I we we brought the bike back because we got that 250f and Hayden and I brought it back to KTM to say thank you shake hands and you know and I feel like that's a respectful thing to do and, and I think it is you go shake hands say thank you and we appreciate it look people in the eye and you know and and that's that's the way relationships should should end and so there's always an you know respect whether there's an open door there or not that's their decision it's not mine. And, and, but I feel like yeah. we, we tried to leave there with the most respect possible. And, um, you know, I, we called Ian, we, we tried to go to the office and see him, but he wasn't there. And, and, uh, we called him and said, Hey man, we just want to say thank you for everything. And, and he was appreciative. He said, yeah, you know, you're welcome. And, and, uh, you know, we, we have to respect your decision. And, and he said, you know, we'll see you at the races, <laughs> you know, it's kind of just, yeah. the way. And he's like, you never know. Right. He's like, I never know in racing, you know, things could change. Things can come around. I get it. Like, and, and that was their vibe. And I think their vibe is, you know, you never know what happens in the future, right? That's just, it's just the sport of racing. And, and um, in this sport, everyone, every two years, people jump from team to team to team. And uh, so I feel like we left with the, the best vibe possible. And we even though it wasn't like probably the best vibe, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I get yeah, it. They yeah. weren't stoked. They wasn't, they weren't happy, but um, you know, I feel like it was respectful. Man, to to have Hayden go and wheel that bike in as well. To like, bro, that's gotta be fucking heavy for a fifteen year old kid to just be like, God damn, I gotta wheel this bitch into the the shop and just be like, Hey, thanks, but no thanks. Like yeah. that's a good lesson for that for him to learn, dude. Yeah, and I yeah exactly, and I felt like that was important for him to do. I felt like it was important for him to look people you know, on the face, or you know, at least talk to them and say, "Hey, we appreciate your should appreciate your support, and, and this is the direction we're going." And as he matures, he's going to have to do that a lot, right? He's going to have to yeah. make make hard decisions and stick to them, and, and make them, and move on, and, and progress. That's that's the way it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, man, that that is so true. So yeah, for him to have to go and do that is uh, that's a pretty legit little life experience. Um, so what what other what other options were on the table? Like I heard that. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure everyone was keen, mm -hmm. but like Honda, they just signed uh, Chance. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Chance? Hymas, um, yeah. Hyman, yeah. Hy so yeah, they just Hymus, signed yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, Hymas. Um, yeah. So they signed that deal. He's a monster kid. Yep. So I'm pr I'm pretty sure that that option would have been there. Obviously, they just won the championship with Jet. So that's got to get a few wheels yep. turning. Um, and then 
the monster with Pro Circuit. <laughs> was well, actually, before we get into that, was there ever an option with KTM for Hayden to go there and keep Monster, no. or was that just <laughs> no? It's just like Red Bull KTM. So that was like yeah. a full. If yeah. you come here, it's it's one hundred percent Red Bull. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, we we talked about it. We're like, man, even if he went, let's just say gas, gas. Like, could could he run Monster there? Like, we're trying every angle. Like, eh. and they just really they're like, that's out of my realm. Like, that's a business deal. I have nothing. I obviously no sway in any of that. And um, I think those roads have already been you know talked about, and it yeah. was kind of like no, it was like this is Red Bulls our deal and this is the way it is. I said, all right, cool. Respect it. It is what it is. Right. So now like that answer, that's yeah. no. So, um, <laughs> that wasn't an option. So yeah. Then the other options you have, you know, Honda's, yeah, you could run monster at Honda for sure. And, and, um, and of course we talked to Honda, right. And, and they, they were Honda was already in the works with chance. And, and there, they said, we really don't have an amateur program to launch up right now. And, but they were, Let's just say the talks went on for a while there. Uh, you know, there was definitely an interest in, and, uh, and I think along with, uh, but the, let's just, you know, say Honda was, okay, so Hayden goes there, bikes and parts, amateur deal. Uh, my worry was who's, who's training Hayden and what's the program. And, yeah. and, and that was my yeah. worry for that, right? Bikes are awesome. Team's awesome, obviously. Um, but what was his training program from 15, 16 to 17? And, and there you already have, you know, Lawrence brothers jumped in, they're already developed, they're already good. Uh, they're just, you know, getting better. Uh, I just didn't see a really development program for Hayden, you know, so I was a little worried on that. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, and then, um, obviously I talk to Mitch all the time. I see him, he's a friend and he, he Mitch is kind of more like, if you're serious, call me, you know, like if you really want to ride with yeah, me, hit me yeah, up, you yeah, know? Yeah. So you don't want to. You don't want to yeah. F with Mitch too much, right? You don't like, you don't want to like, you know, so, you know what I'm saying? You just don't. Like, so I was like, you know what, Aiden, unless you're dead set on riding a Cowie, like, I'm not even going to stir up that deal, right? And, and um, and it was, so yeah. we, we just out of respect said, okay, let's not even jump on that unless you're really, really serious about that. And, and honestly, it just, That's that, cool. yeah. And then out of respect, we said, you know what? We, you know, probably, Hayden probably should have went and rode the bike, to be honest. He should have went and tried it. But, um, you know, out of respect, we were like, hey, we kind of set on these few deals we got going, and, and that's what it was. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, isn't it crazy to you just to like step back from the whole situation? <laughs> and, you know, I was, talking, I was talking to Hayden about it, but it's like, you guys have figured out that so like before right 
you go there's racing and this is not entertainment like we're here to race mm -hmm. and then it's like if you wanted to be the entertaining guy then just go and do freestyle like mm -hmm. this there's no room for that here and then it's it's like this whole Deegan's thing and the YouTube channel and the social media stuff it's like no we can race and we can provide entertainment we can mm -hmm. give you something to follow so it's like it's kind of crazy when you step back from this whole deal and it's like I mean, the first thing I did Monday morning was wake up and watch to see the deal, you know? Like, <laughs> I kind of assumed it was start. I didn't know. Yeah. It's cool, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so cool that you guys can generate this kind of buzz around, uh, realistically, just a 15-year-old kid racing a dirt bike. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's amateur. so cool that... that and he's amateur you know yeah, and it's amateur. like and then at the end of the video he's like you know i'm gonna go race minios and i'm like why am i so excited for a kid that's about to go race minios you serious <laughs> because it's, we built a story over over so many years with with social media and we built it's a story so true People, imagine if you got to follow you know carmichael or Stuart or or, or reed or whoever since we were a kid and built this momentum and you're like yeah what's next what's next you get to follow this whole a whole uh, movement and i think it's pretty cool that we're allowed are uh, able to do that now with social media and, and we're taking advantage of it man we're, we're putting videos out where we have the filmers we're investing in it and i and i and i love how it, it, when we did these deals that there are the teams were like you know what we haven't really done this too much before but we're open to it yeah if you want to film that yeah, that's cool and i was like oh, all right good because i thought yep. well, there'd be kind of hard line in the sand on that you know, and they're like, no, let's do it. And I think people saw that it sells bikes, it sells equipment, and it makes sponsors happy, makes partners happy. So I'm like, okay, let's keep it rolling. And and I and I and, and as of right now, I mean, dude, we're at the coolest facility with the coolest riders, and, and we're we're allowed to film. Like, dude, awesome, right? That's just a bonus. That wasn't like the reason why we did the deal at all, but like, wow, that's a cherry on top. And. So we're going to bring some cool stuff, whether, you know, we're going to, you know, obviously crawl before we walk and, you know, show Hayden and, you know, yeah. and if other guys want to be included, cool, you know, and if not, I, I respect that too, you know, so, and, and obviously we're, we're s smart enough not to show any secrets or show, you know, and then uh, yeah. out of respect yeah. for the teams and be smart. And, um, you know, I think there's a cool story there with Hayden and I think, um, you know, he's, he's him and Nick Romano been riding a lot together. And I think it's cool, man. I think there's a, just a cool story of a young kid chasing a dream, dude. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I think that, I mean, we've spoken about it uh, privately as well. But mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, people don't realize the power of your YouTube channel. People don't realize what you've like really created. Um, and, you know, you think about Star's presence, right? Like, They've, they've gone just in this week, mm -hmm. zero YouTube presence, star, <laughs> star, like second biggest people don't understand. YouTube is the second biggest search engine on planet earth behind Google, right? Crazy. So if you have a presence on YouTube and when you type in motocross on YouTube, if your shit's popping up, that is massive Massively. and so stars gone from like literally zero youtube presence to now they're just going to be getting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views <laughs> a week million it's like fucking cha-ching for star you know and i mean they they don't like <laughs> they probably don't give a fuck because they want to win races yeah, yeah. but it's like that I, I don't even think they understand the impact that this whole deal could have um, on their program and just the sport in general going forward. And 
I, I was, yeah, I guess I was curious as to, like, if they said, like, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to be doing the filming thing. Mm. Like, we're just here to race. Like, does the YouTube channel stop? Like, mm. you know, where was the head at on that? Yeah. But the fact that they're down, I think that opens up the doors, like, even more for, you know, the sport to grow. Yeah, and then, exactly. That's what, the good point on that is, you know, I feel like with so much momentum, with millions of followers or subscribers and you just bring that into the sport. And, and I know we've brought hundreds and hundreds of new kids to the sport of motocross and introduced them to it. And, and they bought bikes, they bought equipment, uh, they've serviced their bikes, all this stuff that's feeding into this ecosystem of moto. And, and I think that was cool for Yamaha and even KTM and you know, all the guys we were talking to go, yeah, we're cool with it. Keep it going, man. It's a good thing. And, and I'm like, cool, dude, yeah. because it's really good for the sport. And I, and I really wish more guys would do it and, it and it would help grow this sport to another level, man. And, and, uh, and, I, and it's cool. We're going to keep bringing stuff. And, and I feel like there's a lot of cool stories that are still untold. And, and I'm excited that we're, you know, we're in a different spot of the United States right now that there's a, there's a lot of untapped stories there. And I think it's going to be a cool, a cool uh, new chapter in our, in our channel for sure. Yeah. And I think that, um, it's definitely would be smart for the other boys on the team to like leverage off it. Um, and I mean, I think about in terms of our gypsy tales, like I call it like our gypsy tales universe, you mm -hmm. know, like you've got these, you've got these people. And then once they come on the show, they're like a part of the crew. And then, you know, you kind of go back and forth and that, you know, stuff like this It's like, this is a little add on to what we've done before. And mm -hmm. then it just like thickens out these, these storylines that you've got and people that are invested in this channel it's like they're not they're not here for me they're not here just for the guests they're, they're here for like the whole thing like mm -hmm. they want to see the evolution they want to see the new studio they want to see the oh you're doing these bike you know they like to see all of these different storylines and what you guys have done by now like you go to star you've got all these great guys around you it's like now you can start to bring in all these new characters like your channel has been so sick over the last like years based on just the digging family <laughs> and now you guys are like going into this whole new season of of content where it's like you've just introduced this whole new group of characters into the mix um, and I think that, you know, from a storyline perspective and from characters that are going to be involved in the, the videos daily, <laughs> it's just like this huge step up. And, and I think that it's, it puts just Moto and Supercross in general on just like this completely different platform that we've ever seen before. Yeah. And, and uh, imagine if the teams, all the teams had like their own YouTube channel, like say Honda, Cowie, you know, Yamaha, like. KTM say, so imagine if they had their own YouTube channels and they all went behind the scenes with all the riders at the tracks. And, and obviously there's certain things they aren't going to show, but um, just told those stories. Imagine how big those would be. You know, imagine like it would be crazy. And, uh, and I feel like that's kind of what, you know, we, we are able to do with following Hayden's pro career. And, um, you know, like I said, that was definitely not the highest thing on our, on our I, I, I contract yeah. deal of like, oh, we got to be able to film all this stuff. No, we just want to tell Hayden's story. And whoever wants to be included in that story, good. And if you guys have helped benefit your social and you're able to grow and, and, and get more from your sponsors, killer, perfect, you know? And if not, we've ran our channels, yeah. the Deegans, for many years, right? And, and so 
it's fine, you know, and, and we're cool either way. And, and um, but yeah, I mean, think of it, just think of who Hayden's riding with, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's insane, it's insane dude. And, and so, and like I said, it's out of, out of respect. It's, I don't know, it's clearly up to, up to them and up to, you know, if they want, if people want to be a part of it, cool. And it's an open door. And if not cool too, you know, I'm, I'm cool either way. It's, it's, uh, you know, I feel like we've always had a pretty good story and, and it seems to just get getting more interesting by the day. Yeah. So when we did the first one, um, you wanted, you wished that you spoke more about the guys that run the YouTube channel. So while we're on the topic, do you want to like lay out? Because I know Ronan knows how much effort you guys put into your YouTube channel because we're slowly trying to do the same thing. So what goes into it and like the evolution of it and like, do you sit where do you see it going in the future um i guess yeah yeah kind of get off the chest of what you wanted to say in the first one maybe yeah for sure i feel like you know we've been at this many years and you know uh gavin ayella from you know ayella media has been behind this you know for i think almost 10 years now it's crazy and then we met at a jump show one day he was just filming jimmy fitzpatrick at a fitzpatrick freestyle demo at the mall or something and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And anyway, he's like, I'll come film. And we just, you know, one thing led to another and it grew and grew and grew. And, and uh, guys have come and gone. You know, many guys have come in and filmed and edited. Uh, like Tyler Buckingham was, was great. There's guys that still, he still helps. There's still guys that, that come in and are involved in uh, that we, we take content from, you know, all types of filmers that, you know, want to send content, bring it in, edit it. And, you know, obviously, support those guys and and uh so i feel like it's it's just a machine that keeps keeps rolling keeps moving and and i said gavin just hired a full-time editor now that's at the office just editing so the content just goes to him 24 hours a day boom 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 and and, uh and he's just just putting out these videos dude and you guys don't understand how much work it is like it, it is not just like oh let me do a phone video and put this together hayden got a clip today and Let's put it out. It's not yeah. that, dude. It's not Instagram reels, dude. Trust, trust me. Like it's so. And, and what's cool now is like this deal happened, and the sponsors are like, "Hey, can you send me an edit?" Yeah, no problem. Send me. Can, yeah, I'll get you yeah. a special edit. Actually, I'm gonna give you something different than anyone else has. Okay, boom, bam. You know, and so and these guys are getting these special edits, special clips. Who else does that? You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, there, there's, I'm sure teams do that. I'm sure there's marketing companies that are hired for the teams that do that. But, you know, I think it's something I wish more guys would probably do. And, I, you know, I think overall people, the voice has gone to the writers. The voice has gone to the athlete. So it used to be, oh, yes. we have to go to these big media sources, these big mags, these big TV channels. And now it's like, no, I just want to go to the athlete and hear what he has to say. And that's why, imagine that an athlete got to put out his own release that I'm writing for a team through his own channel. Wow, isn't that yeah. crazy, right? Like, that's what we did, right? Like, our release was done through our network that we've built, and it, and it happened on Monday, and it went out, and it blew up, right? And so, um, and, and through the channels and support of all our industry, right, we have so many good, um, so many good media channels in our industry that have you know, that are involved, that we support and are part of, are, are, you know, basically work with. But, you know, also the athlete has a voice now. It's different than what it was 10 years ago, for sure. 
Oh, and, th- and there's more like accountability on the media side of it yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like writers actually can call out the media. Like if there's some dumb shit that gets said, it's like, no, nah, hang on a second, <laughs> man. You know, like y- you are right. Like the writers have more of a voice. And I think that over time, that's just going to contribute to better media because there's just more accountability. You can't yeah. get away with just saying shit and not have a writer have the ability to come back at you or not have like another place yeah. where he can go. Um, so I think that is like moving just like into a better direction. And, and that's one of the things that I get a lot from people is like, oh, can you imagine if Ricky was like this? Imagine if James was like this. And I was like, all right, here's what you got to understand. There's no social media. How the fuck do they get to say what they want to say? Yeah. They got to go on this show or they got to, it's only this interview. And then they only get asked these questions. And then, like you said before, you say something that you like, or you get let, like I led you down a road with yeah, that yeah. star thing. Like, yeah, yeah. this is like, I'm a fucking interviewer. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to yeah. do. I'm leading you to that place. Yeah. And then you just, you get there and yeah. you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. you got me. Like, Star yeah. Yama, that's the yeah. move, right? <laughs> and it's like, not, you know, back in the day, not everyone's down to take that shit out because they know that you got no, like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're going to say like, oh, I didn't say that. This is what meant. So now I think the the whole landscape's changed and that's for the better. It is. It holds accountability. And, and uh, I, I remember back when I raced, there was one mag that didn't like me. And they always put out negative stuff about me. And I was like, gosh, I just so bad wanted to have a voice, but I didn't. And, and the only way you could get a voice, yeah. you had to win the race and get on the mic. And the one time I won a race, like I got on the mic and I spoke my mind. And, and uh, at the end of the day, I, now you have a voice daily. And, and it's, it's good for the athlete, yeah. but it's also it has its negatives too. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have your, you know, it gives everyone a voice, not just the athlete, right? So uh, it definitely has, yeah. its, has its moments for, for good and bad. But, you know, I don't know. Overall, I think it's been a, it's been a strong thing for our sport. And it's cool. I go to a lot of different sports. I go to NASCAR a lot with Haley and see yeah. a lot of different things. Moto's got it pretty good, dude. The, the moto, like moto riders are yeah. pretty good on social, dude. They rank up there, I think, with the, the highest of, of guys who, who understand it, that use it correctly yeah. and use it well, you know? And I think you look at like a lot of the other sports, a lot of the other sports don't, don't use it as much as they should. And I think moto guys get it, man. They, they really do. They're, they're, they are good at the Instagram posts and, and um, I don't know, I mean, it's just the action sport community gets it. And the energy drink vibe is, you know, around that and, and is all everyone kind of thinks that way, you know? Nah, you know where it comes from, bro? Crusty fucking demons. <laughs> Crusty demons. They're OG, right? <laughs> yeah. It does. The aren't like the... Re- the re- yeah bro i can tell you right now the reason i'm sitting in this chair doing this interview right now is because of watching crusty demons of dirt like when i grew up that's all we had man like we had vhs tapes of crusty Demons. like i didn't even have racing tapes like i was more into racing and i would like watch crusties for like any time there was like the racing segments but it's like dude the an entire like generation of action sports was raised in the two wheels was raised on those videos mountain bikes bmx like that was the shit so i honestly think that the effort that went into those videos and what you guys did with filming i think that's actually a massive reason um why moto guys now like my generation like dean wilson and all those kind of guys they they got it because we had dope videos to watch as kids. Like there was no 
there was no videos like that for football or basketball. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a cultural kind of movement in that way. Not for sure. Krusty's kicked it off 100%. That, that was the video craze. And that, that helped bring in a lot of people to the sport that never would have bought a dirt bike. And, and uh, Krusty's was the beginning. As much as people don't want to say it, that yeah. was the movement that changed dirt bikes forever. Krusty Demons, the Moto Triple X deal, all the videos that came out and that you just waited for that yeah. one video a year. And, and uh, man, and then it turned into what it is now, man. And yeah, so that was what kicked it off. I mean, that, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. And, uh, <laughs> but it's cool to recognize that, man. I, I think I've lived that generation all the way to this generation to see all these changes and yeah. was a part of that beginning to where it is now and, and still trying to, trying to build media off what, what's given to us, man. So it's, uh, I get, I just get it. The media is, the media is so important, yeah. man. Re winning races for sure. And media, bam, right there. So. Uh, I'm excited. So, so do you think, um, so like you will be able to be a little bit, um, you'll be able to be a little bit more hands off with Hayden now. Uh, just, you're just going to have less day to day shit to do. Um, and do you think that the partnerships and the media is something you'll just like, you just naturally gravitate towards it anyway, but you know, like you did the method wheels mm -hmm. thing at Loretta's, that was a pretty dope partnership. Um, and then obviously the YouTube channel. So it's like, do you just see yourself like leaning more and more into that? And do you have ideas of growing the, the media side of it more than what you already are? Uh, I'm still racing, you know, I still race off road. I still do a lot of stuff with can mm. uh, I still do side by sides. I still have a lot of my own, a ton of my own partners and, and, uh, do, I just enjoy racing. I love four wheel racing gives me that Avenue to go race. Um, you know, me racing a dirt bike, you know, that's not happening. I ride dirt bikes for fun. I ride with my kids. I still hit ramps once in a while, maybe do a seat grab here or there, you know, like I still enjoy yeah. that. But, um, as far as like the partnerships, business, uh, racing, I race four wheels and, and that's, yes, that's where I saw partners, strong partners, you know, like, like dirt bikes, I get it. Dirt bikes is, I love it, but the level of sponsorship here, right? Then you go to off-road. Yeah. Then you go four wheels, right? Because four wheels is a much bigger market. Then you go to NASCAR, right? Boom. There's so many levels. Yeah. And, and I feel like we have our hand kind of in all those levels. So, uh, man, if we can bring more partners and more support to, to Moto, dude, trust me, we will try. Like, it, it definitely is something we, we are, you know, have always been, been doing. So, if we can bring that to Moto, yeah, for sure. I'd love to bring more partners into, into this sport for sure. Hayden's waving his and hand at me. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, 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 he's right. like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll wrap this up yeah. there, man. Obviously, I could talk to you forever. So <laughs> we'll yeah. Um, yeah, wrap it up. But uh, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and wanting to like talk about this deal. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, it'll do a lot for, for our channel and us. So I appreciate you um, being so willing to um to help us out because that that's the reality of it man like yeah. it, that this shit definitely does does yeah. help us on on our end so yeah and i know i i you're so, welcome man and i feel like i've always been kind of the more like let's say edgy like like raw gritty style and in uh and i feel like i'm like man we gotta have a kind of talk about this because there's so much out there right now oh this that this that i'm like let's Let's set the record straight, man. Let's jump on with someone that can get the message out, and 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 I feel like you have a good channel, and you have you tell you speak the truth, and 
you let the athletes say what they want to say and 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 it comes out in a good way that it's not it's not um you're not baiting for for you know to cause drama i feel like if the drama starts is because the athlete wants it to start and uh i feel like you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. i feel like you have a great you have a good thing going with the gypsy tales podcast i feel like it is i feel like it's a good thing and that's why i'm like you know what hey let's make time for this because trust me did we have two or three hours tonight to stop and film a podcast <laughs> no <laughs> but nope. you know but i'm like yeah let's... and the effort you guys put in to make it look good too <laughs> right so uh yeah and i feel like uh we made the time here we want to get the story out and it was the right right place to do it was was through you and and um and there's a lot of good media outlets out there and we can't do them all you know i realized that and uh but yeah anything that supports moto in a positive way we back it we support it you know i feel like it's we're all one big community as much as everyone's in competition to to be the man and yeah. and uh, or a woman and i feel like that's uh, we're all together, right? At the end, we're all in the same mission moving forward. So I feel like it's good, man. I feel like no. it's good. And then, then you For touched sure. on that too, that I want to touch on that quick too, because I feel like we had this big movement of kids and, and families going, oh, we got into dirt bikes because of you guys or because of your channel, this, that. And we bought a KTM or we bought, you know, and, and I'm like, hey, dude, and I'm still backing that. If you went out and bought a KTM because of us, good, man, good. Because it is a good bike. Right. If you went out and bought a 6585 yeah. Super Mini, good, because I know you got you, you got a good bike and you came into the sport and hopefully you're having a great time and enjoying your, your the t family time together. And I felt like that, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, they, they jumped ship and they went this way. Hey, like I said, it's one yeah. community. It's one big community. Everyone is, is really working towards the same goals. It's it's two wheels, an engine, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we yeah. all love it, right? We all love it. So um, you know, now now it's blue. Now it's Yamaha, and um, man, it's just a, it's a new chapter. But we're all in the same book, right? So I feel like um, I just wanted to kind of speak that and say, hey guys, keep riding your dirt bikes, and uh, you know, keep supporting the social, and we'll keep bringing it to you guys. It should be a, a crazy adventure still ahead. Yeah, definitely. And and so have, have we covered everything that you think you want to cover just to make sure that there's nothing sort of else left to, to say? Uh, I think like as far as uh, as far as, um, yeah, I think everything's good. You know, like I said, I, it's just like I said, I would say thanks to everyone that support our channel because it's not just me and my family. Like there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Like homie will let yeah. us use his garage tonight. <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, he's just standing here. Jack Berg. Yeah, yeah, so. What's pickle, baby? Yeah, there it is, Jack Berg, right? So he's opened up his spot, let us come here and film. This is moto. This is what people do, right? And, and he sat yeah. here and helped us uh, set up the backdrop, set up the lights, uh, get the tape out, yeah. the mic. Hey, dude, it's a moto community, and we'll all work together, and and um yeah so i appreciate it dude it's uh we'll keep it coming however we got to keep it coming so uh yeah i think yeah, we covered and, everything uh, until next time yeah don't and uh yeah shout out to bam tv that's uh that's what that's what uh jack works on so bam, bam tv, TV the, the 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 digans you already know what that is mm -hmm. um but yeah man like i said i appreciate that this definitely yeah. helps us on our end um and yeah like anything that we can we can do um for you guys going forward um like i said rising tide floats all boats you know i think um i think that i think that 
you know, this is like a kind of a new way to kind of do this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope, hopefully that, you know, I, I mean, people are doing what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know, people are mm-hmm. starting to, you know, and there's probably going to be times where you feel like people are ripping your shit off yeah, like yeah, just yeah. straight up directly. <laughs> but Good. that's what comes with trailblazing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Good. that's the, that's part of being a guy that is uh, doing the right thing first. Yeah um so yeah anyway man like i said we can talk for ages but i'll let you guys go awesome thank you and the one thing i have to say is like i am truly excited as a fan of this sport to watch this next generation of kids come up and race right and i get it just getting to this kind of weird age that these kids are teenagers so they're starting to get kind of this little little edgy personalities and like holding their ground and but you think of all these good yeah. kids that are lining up, right? And I and there's a list a mile long, and I hate to start naming them because I don't want to leave anyone out. But it's all the kids that Hayden's race against, you know? It's it's like you know, like Sam, they they did a post on it just recently on Racer X with you know Ryder D, Chance Hymas, you have um, uh, Booze Flug and, and, and Benick, and you have Jet Reynolds, and you have Nick Romano, yeah. and like I said, the list list goes on and on, and I. I know there's many, many more on there, but imagine when these gates like are full and the supercross and, and motocross yeah. future is bright, man. It's bright. You know, as much yeah. as ever this craziness happened in the world, we're still riding dirt bikes, dude. <laughs> and we're still going to race them. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Nah. Amen, mate. Cool. Amen. All right, yeah. brother. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it once again. Eh? Yeah. Thanks, dude. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> For sure, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> later. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. No one, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.